Good morning, everyone. We're so glad you're here today. If you're visiting with us, we're so thankful that you're here. And if you are visiting, please make sure you fill out the tablet with your information so that we can get in contact with you. Um, it's a wonderful day. It's a little rainy, but I think it's nice to, to be reminded of the weather change and God's power. I always say that when, the, when I'm like really happy with the sun coming out and it, I want to go to the store and buy flowers, even though it's February, I'm reminded humbly that God is in control of everything, and we have to trust him no matter the season and the rain that comes and the cold right after the warm. So I just hope that you can see the rain as a blessing today to remind us of his power and his creation and sovereignty. Um, we just have a couple announcements today. I don't know if you can smell from the Hope Center, but there is an amazing lunch that the ladies and the moms, the parents of the youth have been cooking. So please stay for lunch. It's Italian chicken, barbecue chicken, and so, so much more. Um, so we have the luncheon after this, and just a clarification, if your child is going to Children's Church, they'll be downstairs, so please pick them up from downstairs in the kindergarten class. And on Wednesday, we have a question and answer with the personnel committee about the new secretary position, and I hope that you grabbed her um, paper that's out places. Her name's Jennifer, and I have been blessed to meet her. Um, she... I haven't been in the meetings with them, but I was very blessed to get to spend some time with her, and, and what a joy she is to even be around. And I am so thankful that God has brought her to us at this point, and I'm looking forward to um, hearing wonderful things from the Q&A and what God has in store for her next um, with us. So please go to that and um, be in prayer over that also, as you have been, I'm sure. So let's go to the Lord in prayer today. Oh, Heavenly Father, what a joy it is to speak to you. What a blessing it is for us to even know that you're right there, that at any point in our day, that we can open up our minds and our mouths and speak to you about problems or joys, thankfulness, concerns, adoration. We just, we love you. We love that you have created each of us and the nature that surrounds us, that you speak to us through, and the friends that we have at this church, this family. I pray, Lord, that the doors are open to people that come by, that they feel your presence, and they want to join us and learn more about you and study your word to know what it means to follow you, what it truly means to follow you. I pray that today, that if there's hardened hearts here, Lord, that you soften them with your Holy Spirit. What power your spirit holds. This Holy Spirit that has been through creation since the beginning all the way through scriptures. That we are so incredibly blessed to be able to have if we choose. We thank you for that. I pray that the spirit abounds today during our songs and our prayer and our teachings. And I just give you praise Sometimes I don't know, God, what else to do but to praise your name and to thank you. And now, Lord, I just have so much thankfulness for who you are to us as a church family. I thank you for bringing each person here, wherever they're at, if it's really hard in their life right now, that you'll just comfort them and know that you're with them. We don't have to pray that you'll be with us because you are always with us. So I thank you for your presence constantly. And those that are, that are just really 
things are going well, Lord, I just pray that you prepare them and for what is probably to come or what they need to see now, Lord. I just pray that you open our hearts and our minds up to what you want us to know. Oh, you're so great, God. And I love you, and we love you, and it is in your name, God, that we pray. Amen.
<clears throat> we went last night to the movies. As we were leaving, Mo said, why didn't we get one of those big buckets that you can refill, you know, I think it's like $25, but a whole, you know, bucket of popcorn's 10 or $12. Anyway, and, uh, but if I go to the movies, I got to have popcorn. That's just, you know, I'll take out a loan to get popcorn. <laughs> and, and, and she said, why didn't we just buy one of those refillable buckets on the way out? And I said, well, honey, we don't go to the movies, but once every two or three years, it seems like. Uh, so we, we forwent that. But, but anyway, we went to see the movie Jesus Revolution. How many of you have seen it already? Going today, all right? If you're not going today, go this week because it's good, folks. It's a true story about the, the revivals that were taking place back in the 70s. And uh, you probably all know of Greg Laurie. Um, it, it, it's him. This is, it's his story. Um, and, and it's a story that was found by accident in, in Time Magazine back in the 70s. And, and as somebody was researching for something else, ran across this magazine and thought, wow, this will be a pretty good story. And so they started work, looking into it and, and began putting it together. And, and, and I think I heard it was, it's been in the works for like seven years, which is pretty long for a movie. But, but think about this. The Jesus Revolution movie that has taken seven years to put into place and to bring to the screen happens the very week that the revivals ended in, in Asbury. The, the, very, the very month that revivals are breaking out all over the country. You see, folks, that's a God thing. That's a God thing. And, and, and you see in that movie the, the Spirit of God and the working of God in His people. And the, and the Spirit of Satan working in people. Because just as much as God wants to move in a church and in amongst His people, Satan doesn't want us to move. You see, all he wants us to do is just get distracted just a little bit from him, from, from God. Because once we take our eyes off of God, we're in the hands of Satan. We're in the hands of the enemy. And that's where he wants us. We're not all in for God. God wants us to be all in. And so even as, as revivals are, are breaking out across the planet, the enemy is still at work. He's still... Uh, there's still great division across the world in our country and even in churches. There's division about Ukraine and, and the border and race and justice and injustice and, and biblical doctrine. The, the Church of England is making a, a complete 180 turn in, in some of their doctrinal beliefs right now. Churches all across America are, are deciding are they going to follow Jesus or are they going to follow the world? And so there's great division even amongst the church. But we as believers in Christ Jesus, we have to be found unified. We have to be one in Christ for the sake of the gospel. You see, when God's people are, are one, when, when, when God's people come together, God's goodness and His Spirit can be found. Peace and harmony is there and they prevail His blessings. God's blessings are abundant. And as a result, we, we can accomplish so much we can accomplish so much for kingdom purposes when believers are in one spirit. Take for instance this, you know, instead of trying to do church and do life on your own one at a time, you know, I can take a piece of paper and I can tear it in half pretty easy if that's one of y'all. You see, Satan can take one of you and very easily distract you and tear you up. But if, folks, 
when we're bound together as a group, <laughs> it takes an awful lot to try to tear 40 or 50 sheets of paper at one time. I was going to do a little illustration up here and ask one of the kids to come up and race me dusting the, 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 the platform up here with two brooms. Well, I was going to keep the broom and I was going to give them one little straw. But it shows the power of, of many. It shows the power when, when we come together, when we work together, doesn't it? As opposed to one that can be hurt and pulled away and, and strained and stressed by the world. Because there's strength in numbers. Together as, as one, when we, when we pray together, when we worship together, when we work in fellowship together, we grow closer and stronger together as a whole unit. Vance Havner said, snowflakes are frail. We wouldn't know that around here this year, would we? Up north they're northern right now. Snowflakes are frail, but if you get enough of them together, they can stop traffic. The power of unity, the power of being working together, the power of a unified body of believers. In Ephesians chapter 4, if you will turn to that, Ephesians chapter 4, uh, we're going to look at the first several verses and then to drop down a, a few verses as well. But in that verse, and, and, and our whole topic today is going to be unity, okay, and the unified church and being one and, and working together as one. And, and we see as Paul writes this in Ephesians chapter 1, he uses the, the term unity and one, or, or unity, and the term means oneness. When we're unified, it's talking about one. And it says in verse 1 through 6, it says, As a prisoner for the Lord, then, I, I urge you to live a life worthy of the calling you have received. Be completely humble and gentle. One thing we're going to notice as we go throughout these scriptures, it's not always talking about things we need to do for ourselves, but how we need to treat other people. And, and how we uh, work with other people. And we're going to see that in a number of texts this morning. But he says, be, be completely humble and gentle. Be patient, bearing with one another in love. Make every effort, make every effort to keep the unity of the Spirit through the bond of peace. There is one body and one Spirit, just as you were called to one hope when you were called one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is over all and through all and in all. <clears throat> and then he drops down in, in verse 16, and, and Paul gives a, a, a very vivid description of the importance of everyone working together. In verse 16 it says, um, From Him the whole body joined and held together by every supporting ligament grows to build itself up in love as each part does its work. You see, it's not just the main parts. It's not the, the pastor and the deacons and the teachers. It's everybody, every part of the church. It's not just the head and arms and the legs. He said it takes every part of the body, the, the bones, the joints, the, the ligaments, the muscles, everything in order for it to work properly. You see, every person is important. Every gift is important, as we looked at a couple of weeks ago. 
But unity in the Spirit means the Spirit of God is in control, not somebody or, or some agenda or some other purpose, but the Holy Spirit. And you see that unity in Spirit can't exist in a prideful or, or arrogant or, or selfish atmosphere. And there's got to be peace and love and, and humility displayed amongst its people. We drop down and go back into John and John chapter 17. If you look at that passage, we, we see there that, that John is, is praying. I mean, Jesus is praying. We see it in, in, in John 17 he's, that Jesus is praying for believers. And that's important. And, and we see throughout the New Testament that, that there are references about being in a harmonious relationship and one that is in agreement. And so in John 17, as, as Jesus is praying for believers, listen to what He says in verse 20. And this is Jesus praying. He says, My prayer is not for them alone, meaning the people that were there. I pray for also those who will believe. Jesus right there is praying for us today. I pray also for those who will believe in me through their message, that all of them, meaning all of us, may be one. Father, just as you are in me and I am in you, may they also be in us, so that the world may believe that you have sent me. You see, we have to be one so that the world sees that, so that the world will believe that God sent His Son Jesus Christ to die on a cross for us. Verse 22 says, I have given them the, I have given them the glory that you, have get, that you gave me, and they may be one as we are one, I and them and you and me, so that they may be brought to complete unity. And then, then it says, the world will know that you sent me. And have loved them even as you have loved me. So what should our unity look like? What should our unity look like based on that? Verse 21 says that, that we must be one, but, but what does one look like? Just as Jesus and the Father are one. Folks, that's a powerful thought right there. That, that, that me and you and, and everybody in this place are to be in oneness, in one spirit, like Jesus and the Father are in one for His purposes. You would say there that, that, that it would be a sin not to be and not to live in, in unity and in harmony with, with each other. And that was Jesus' very prayer in verse 21, that all of them may be one. That all the, the, the churches in 2023 would be in one spirit in agreement with, his, with my purposes. That all of them may be one, Father, just as You are in me and I am in You, may they also be in us so that the world may believe that You have sent me. The catcher there is we have to be in one, but to be one in Christ. To be one in them, he says. To be one as Jesus and the Father are one. 
You see, when, when, when the fellowship of believers is, is dislocated, the world takes notice of that. Just as they notice that, that there's peace and harmony and unity in a church, the world also sees the dislocation that takes place. You see, when the church family is, is fractured, it, it ruins our testimony. It ruins the, the testimony of the church. And it becomes the barrier. And this is what Jesus says. It becomes the barrier that keeps the world from coming to Christ. Because it says, when we are in unity, the world sees it. And knows that the Father sent the Son. But when His church is unified, it receives the, the, the benefits of love and kindness and, and fellowship and encouragement that the world needs to see, that the, that the world wants to see in the church. There, there are people struggling and, and lost and searching all across the world and they're looking for something and they can't find it. And so many times there are so many churches that aren't representing Christ but they go to these churches and can't find it there either. God has called us to be one in Christ where the world will come and see and find that hope that they're looking for that they need. <clears throat> and when that happens, we can meet the, the needs of the, of the world, of the community, and, and those in the church. You see, the, the unified body is empowered to to accomplish so much for the kingdom of God. It enables us to stand strong in our faith against the world. It, it equips us to fight the fight against the world and to fight Satan and his schemes against us. And folks, if we stand together, there's nothing, there's, there's no power in hell that can stop the church of God. Amen? There's nothing in, in all of hell that can stop the work of Jesus Christ in His church if the church is unified and glorifying God in one mission for Him. But if we don't stand together, we're surely going to fall apart. We'll fall away. Psalm 133. The New King James says, New King James Version says, Behold, or, or look. The NIV says, Look how good and pleasant it is. Isn't that, doesn't that have a calming sound to it? Look how good and pleasant it is when God's people live together in harmony. Look how good and pleasant it is when God's people live together in unity. You see, the right of, or the sight of, of real unity is a blessing to see. It changes attitudes, it changes hearts and atmospheres and, and the environment of the people. It goes on in verse 2 and says, it's, it's like the precious oil poured on the head, running down on the beard, running down on Aaron's beard, down on the collar of his robe. It is with the dew of, Herm, of Hermon where uh, we're, we're falling on Mount Zion, for there the Lord bestows His blessing, even life forevermore. Folks, we must have agreement in Christ. No one else can save our soul. Nobody else has died for us. Nobody else can save us. There's nobody else as trustworthy as Christ. There's but one Lord, one faith, one baptism that makes us one in the Lord. And, and, and listen to me on this. When there's unity in the church, it drives us to be in unity with other people. When there's unity with Christ, 
And there's unity with Christ. When you are at one with Christ, it will drive you to make right, wrongs right with other people. When you're right with God, you cannot stay at odds with other people. You will be convicted to the point of making it right. You see, if we're of one accord and and we're praying together and serving together and worshiping together under the banner of Christ, nothing can stop the purposes of His church. So we need the fellowship of, of all believers to be unified in pursuing the same mission in order to fulfill God's purpose for His church. God needs everybody, every member of the church, everybody that, 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 that's a part of the body of believers needs to be here, needs to be active, and needs to be a part of the body. Romans 12, we see Paul writing to the Romans, and, and, Paul, is, and Paul is talking about the sacrifices that we make and, and, and the, what we need to do to transform our minds. And he reminds us in, in Romans chapter 12, verse 3 through 5, he says, For by the grace given me... <clears throat> I say to every one of you, do not think of yourselves more highly than you ought, but rather think of yourselves with sober judgment in accordance with the faith God has distributed to each of you. For just as each of you has one body with many members, and those members do, all, all have, do not have all the same function. Here it is. So in Christ, we though are many form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. True membership in the body comes from a, a genuine transformation of, of the heart and mind. And in order for the body to work properly, all of its parts have to be present. Any of you in here growing old? Some deny the fact. But we are all growing old, and, and, and as we do, some of you young folks don't know this yet, but your body don't work like it used to, does it? It just doesn't, just doesn't work like it used to. With a bad shoulder, I can't throw a football more than 10 yards now probably. With, with, with an with a artificial knee and a, another bad knee, I can't run anymore. With aging eyes, you see, I've got my glasses on. I can't read anymore. I can't see anymore. And so I'm an example of a body that doesn't have all of its parts. And some of the parts I do have don't work <laughs> the way that they should. One body part doesn't even belong to me. <laughs> it's not an original part. As a result, I can't do what I used to do. I can't perform at the same level that I used to perform at. And the same is true with the church and its members. If you're not plugged into the body and, and fulfilling God's purpose in your life, it, it hinders the ability of the body, of the church body, to function at its peak level. To do all that God wants it to do. 
Listen, the only way for the church to, to, to reach its full potential is for every believer to live the life that God created us to live. It says, we being many are one body in Christ and every member has an important role to play. You see, there are people here today that, that have a role God wants them to play. Maybe you're here physically today, but God wants you to play another role than just being here. You see, our relationship together with Christ, it strengthens us corporately and it strengthens us individually so we can become who God created us to be. The New Testament is full of examples where we're called to be one, where we're called to live in unity with one another. Let me share just a few examples with you. In Philippians chapter 2, <clears throat> verses 1 through 4, verse 2 in particular, it says, Therefore, if you have any encouragement from being united with Christ, if any comfort from His love, if any common sharing in the Spirit, if any tenderness and compassion, then make my joy complete by what? By being like-minded. Having the same love, being one in spirit and one in mind. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourself, not looking for your own interest, but each of you to the interest of the others. You see, it's not necessarily about taking care of number one, is it? It's about looking out for other people and taking care of other people, ministering to their needs. It says in Acts 1.14, they all joined together in prayer. In constant prayer. Constantly praying together. In Acts chapter 8, verse 6, it says the multitude with one accord heeded the things spoken by Philip. Going back to Romans, in Romans chapter 15, Paul again says in verse 5 and 6, May the God who gives endurance and encouragement give you the same attitude the same attitude of mind toward each other that Christ Jesus had. So that with one mind and one voice, what are we supposed to do with one mind and one voice? It says that you may glorify the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. When we come, to, when we come together in one mind and, vo and one voice, it says to glorify God, our Father. In 1 Peter chapter 3, Verse 8 and 9, New King James Version says, Finally, all of you be of one mind, having compassion for who? For one another. Love as brothers. Be tender-hearted. Be courteous. Not returning evil for evil or reviling for reviling, but on the contrary, blessing. Know that you are called to this that you, may be in, that you may inherit a blessing. Romans chapter 12, verse 10, Be devoted to one another. Be devoted to one another in love. Honor one another above yourselves. 1 Corinthians chapter 12. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 12 through 14. 
just as a body, though one, has many parts. But all of its many parts form one body, so it is with Christ. For we were all baptized by one Spirit, so as to form one body, whether Jews or Gentiles, slave or free, we were all given the one Spirit to drink. Even so, the body is not made up of one part, but many. There's not one person, there's many that makes it work. You see, God wants a united, uh, His body of believers to be united in, in Christ, and that should be our desire as well. You see, Jesus prayed for His church. He didn't pray for the disciples. He didn't pray for the, for the Pharisees. 2,000 years ago, He prayed for us. 2,000 years ago, He prayed for the people sitting at New Hope Baptist Church in Earl, North Carolina at 11 o'clock. On February 26, 2023. He prayed for us that we would be one. For His glory. 2 Corinthians 13, verse 11. As finally, brothers and sisters, rejoice. Strive, listen to this. Strive for full restoration. Full restoration means full restoration. You're not holding anything back. You're not holding something over somebody else. You're not holding on to something against somebody else. He says, strive for full restoration. Encourage one another to be of one mind and live in peace. And the God of love and peace will be with you. You know, unity doesn't mean uniformity of opinion. It doesn't mean agreement on the carpet or the musical taste or liturgy or, or the gifts. Unity is, is created by, by being in a right relationship with Jesus Christ. And that unity is kept by the peace and the love that we have for each other. <clears throat> You've probably noticed that <clears throat> spring is springing a little bit early. It doesn't normally come around in February too often, does it? But, but you look around and, and, and trees are, are blooming and uh, daffodils are popping up, different colored flowers and <laughs> different colored weeds as well, aren't they, are popping up. But, but they're popping up all, all around and the beauty of the new life is coming about. You're seeing the leaves starting to come on the trees. and The Bradford pears are all blooming everywhere. The Christian church is supposed to look like that too. Like a beautiful meadow of, of flowers. We're all different, but with unique characteristics and gifts and talents and abilities. And when the world looks at us, they should see a a beautiful meadow of, of a unified church. But just as the flowers are popping up and there's beauty in the landscape, warm weather is also bringing out the snakes, isn't it? Any of y'all seen any snakes yet? You see, Satan... Satan wants to bring death and destruction and division to the church. 
And so let me encourage you today, don't allow Satan to sliver into your life and, and distract you, but, Lord, but, but, but to keep your eyes on the Lord. Don't allow Him to, to interfere with the relationships you have with other, pe other people. Folks, there's no way if we want to make things right, if we make things right with God. We have to make right, make it right with other people. There's no way, if we are at one with Christ, we cannot be at one with other people. If you're at peace with God, you will be driven to make it right with other people. The question this morning is, are you right with God? Is there something in your life that you need to let go of? Is there... There are areas in your life that you have that you just need to relinquish to the Lord, to give over to the Lord. It, maybe you've been holding on to, or are you skirting around some issue that God's called you to, to, to deal with? During our hymn of invitation, we're going to sing just as I am. And that's the way God wants you. He wants you just to come as you are to Him. You might say, well, Pastor, I can't come because I ain't right. You ain't going to be right till you get with God. And He's the one who's going to make it right. Amen. If you're not at peace with God, I want you to get out of your seat and come to the altar and make it right. You might say, but, but Pastor, I am, I am at peace with God. If you are, is there someone here today that you need to get right with? Is there someone here today you've gotten out of sorts with? Is there somebody here today you're holding a grudge against or, or a hardship? Is there a hardship lingering in your heart? Is there ill will towards someone in your life? Folks, you're in the invitation. I want you to get out of your seat and go to that person. And seek and give forgiveness. Would you, would you go to that person and say, I'm sorry? Is that person here today that you need to talk to? If he's not here during the invitation, I want you to go out on the front porch and call him before you leave today. Is there a visit you need to make on the way home today? Is there a house you need to stop at and, and make it right before you leave? Has someone upset you? Has someone, are you holding that grudge? Are you holding on to something against somebody? Folks, I'm just asking you this morning to let the Holy Spirit move in your life. To move in your heart. Maybe... It's just to go up to somebody and say, I love you. Maybe it's just to go up to somebody and say, thank you for what you've done. Thank you for helping me. Thank you for loving me. Thank you for, for ministering to me. Whatever it might be. God is calling us to, to a oneness in each other.
Would you pray this morning that, that, that God, if there's anything, if there's any obstacle in my life that's keeping me from you, God, would you take it away? Will you pray that? Is there anything in my life that's distracting my eyes from you, God? Will you take it away? Is there anything in my life, in my home, in my work, in my, in my class, in my school that would keep me from knowing you more closely, God? Remove it from my life that I might see you more clearly. I might draw to you more closely while you're here. Lord, take me like I am. Search my heart and reveal to me my waywardness. Let's pray together. Father in heaven, that is our prayer this morning. God, that if there are obstacles in our life, if there are things in the world that are keeping me from You, God, if there's anything that's hindering my relationship with You, God, take it away. God, get it out of my life. Is there something that's keeping me from seeing You for who You really are? God, take it away. Are there distractions in my home, at work, at school? God, I just want to know You more. God, search my heart and reveal to me Yourself today, God, because I want to be led by You and no one or nothing else. Because only then, God, we understand that we can have the unity that you want us to have, that you prayed for. God, we pray for every person here. We pray for this church and this church body, God, but we pray for every church that that would be the same in every church, in the heart of every believer. And God, just lead our hearts do whatever you'd have us to do. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.